engaged and inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be engaged and inspired podcast. And now your host, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast, this is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. What is your wedding tip for us, Sam? Well, I have a wedding tip for you, and my wedding tip for you is buy your wedding shoes in advance. And I know a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Lauren here, mm-hmm. and she gave us a very, very good tip. And I'm going to kind of expand on that. Don't wait until the last minute to uh, grab your shoes. You need to get your shoes right away. And especially if you're buying your dress, bring it with you. For alterations. For alterations. And you can also walk around with the shoes to make sure they're comfortable for the day of the wedding reception. And... Buy an extra pair. Also, uh, practice dancing in them. Oh, absolutely. Because you might find out that they're maybe not the right fit. <laughs> and that's my wedding tip Wednesday, which you can get on our uh, Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page. Every Wednesday, there is a wedding tip Wednesday. And today, we have a special guest, a good friend of mine, Al Mashioki. That's a great name for radio, Al. Oh, is it really? <laughs> That's a first. It's a great name for something. Uh, Thank you for joining us. So I think we should obviously let people know you have two daughters. I have two daughters. And you have survived. And I have survived. <laughs> two, two weddings. Two weddings, yes. <laughs> Al is a father. In fact, we met through music. That's we, right. We like the same sort of uh, soul music. And it, we just met for coffee and uh, whatever. And then from then it expanded into, uh, hey, Sam, can you do the wedding of my, my daughter? That's right. So we have a father of the bride here to kind of explain what happens, what your experience was when you were planning your two daughters' weddings. Now, two of them were very different. So we're going to kind of get into some detail. So now one was five years ago. Right. They're coming up in August on their fifth anniversary. And the Kate other and one. John. Yes. Oh, and yes. when was the other one? This past October. Okay. Rebecca and Dean. So you're fresh and you're, you yes. know what happened. <laughs> and what were, um, so when they sort of announced it, did uh, the groom ask your hand, like your permission for their daughter's hand? Yes. Yes. Uh, both times it was, it was, uh, and both times, you know, as soon as the, uh, so as my son-in-law showed up and said, oh, I want to talk to you for a minute. I knew what it was. <laughs> you knew it was coming. And then, and then so one, one piece of advice is decide now whether you're going to let them dangle or, <laughs> or just let them off the hook immediately. And both times I said, you have my permission before they even start. Oh, <laughs> such a great day. That was very nice of you. But now, did you have to keep that secret for a little while? No, I didn't. They went the, and proposed. The, the one, the the more recent one was about an hour and a half before the proposal. Okay. Uh, the the earlier one, there was no need to keep it secret, except from my daughter who who didn't know that it was coming. They both took place, and if 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 any uh, prospective suitors want to <laughs> want my want a, an advice or tip, and this is something I'd never heard about until my first son-in-law, but he wanted everybody to be there when he proposed. Oh, that's sweet. It also happened with the second one because of the experience with the first one. And it was wonderful. Was there a photographer? No. No. Except for our phones. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We couldn't, yeah, we couldn't uh, get 
that elaborate. But, you know, we were able to have a cake and champagne chilled. Excellent. And everybody I've it. seen that yeah. happen where they propose and then everybody sort of walks into another room or they go to a restaurant where everybody's waiting for them, mm-hmm. which is a nice type of thing to have happen. Yeah. So now, was your wife very involved in the wedding planning with your daughters? My wife was, was very involved in both, especially the more recent one, because at that point she had retired. Uh, a couple months before the wedding. So she went from obsessing about work to (laughs) obsessing obsessing about about the wedding. It was a nice transition. And uh, she was very involved in that. The first one involved uh, my daughter and her husband Mm -hmm. and and my wife and uh, my son-in-law's mother. All very detail-oriented. So it it was great. And my wife always says, that uh, my daughter's son-in-law was perfect because she loved doing the details that uh, my wife didn't like to do. So she immediately had, it was her second, her daughter had gotten married. She immediately had a a questionnaire, (laughs) eight pages long on questions for the reception halls Mm -hmm. to ask them and find out about. And she set up within a week meetings at, six plate they lived in baltimore and were getting married here in hartford and she had set up all the meetings so all the details that my wife wouldn't have wanted to do so that was about as well planned a wedding as you can have you had four detail types the second one it was it was my daughter and my wife and i guess they had the detail of four people because they they took care of stuff (laughs) endlessly and now what was your sort of role in that planning process my role was very minimal i said to both my daughters that you know you can do whatever you want it's fine with me i and just please don't ask my opinion about anything because i know you won't listen to it (laughs) and they they by and large heeded that and (laughs) and whenever they did ask my advice it worked out just like i said they ignored it but (laughs) But, you know, father of the bride, I, I'm, expense aside, I'm really sorry I don't have more daughters because what a great gig it is and what a wonderful time and, you know, and it's your daughters. Nothing, nothing can be too big or too <laughs> extravagant or too whatever. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, you want a second pair of shoes for dancing? Go ahead. <laughs> so, so in the preparation station, I remember you were telling me something about the seating arrangements for... Um, right. Well, that was one place where I where I offered advice unsolicited, and and then it was accepted. But my this is one of the obsessive details, or I I thought it was obsessive. I didn't understand it. My the the seating chart. This is for the recent wedding. Just got revised over and over and over. And somebody wasn't coming, so that involved changing. Somebody was coming, so that involved changes. These people shouldn't be seated next to each other. And every time it got, and you know, and my wife had the spreadsheets and the templates and everything. And I, my first suggestion wasn't heated, which was, why don't you just let people sit where they want? <laughs> okay, yeah, I would absolutely that, say no. Yeah. You would say no to I would say no. no. It's because you get the cafeteria effect. What happens is nobody, everybody ends up at one table or two tables, and then you have the lonely person who's sitting by themselves. Well, that was the the response I got. Okay, well, good. So that worked out. But then we were at the venue a week or so before to do a last-minute checklist or something. It's called a details meeting, but anyways, continue. We were at a details (laughs) meeting. Thank you, Gia. And so that's where I first learned where I was going to be seated, Mm -hmm. and it was up towards the front of the hall where the band was going to be. And I said 
that's terrible. I don't really want to sit here. And it was like, why? Why don't you? It's right by the band. I said, that's why I don't want to sit here. It's going to be, who, who else is in these seats? And it's like, oh, that's where Rebecca and Dean are and the wedding party and, you know, Dean's folks and this and that. I said, so we're all going to be where it's noisy and we can't hear. Uh, like, oh, well, where would you like to be? I said, well, put me in the, you know, put me further back where that won't be the case. And there was a dawning and, and, and my wife and daughter looked at each other and agreed that, oh, that makes sense. So that involved a total reshuffling of the CD <laughs> chart. But. Well, sometimes people put family members right there so that you can see all of the dancing and that's sort of the theory Right, but right. they don't realize that the sound systems have got to be somewhere and they're going to be loud. Mm-hmm. And typically, those are the people who will sit at their seats the most, family members who may not be getting up to dance, um, and they do actually want to have an opportunity to speak to each other about yeah. what they're wa- well, witnessing. Well, I, I wasn't all the way in the back. We were on the side. <laughs> so we were close enough, but uh, but it wasn't quite so loud. So Now, when you were going through this whole process did you have to have the uncomfortable conversation about a budget? Fortunately, not really. Good. I mean, there were some, there were, you know, there were some limits, but it was, we, you know, we were very fortunate that that didn't get to be a big issue. No, it's good. And that definitely can be something that can be stressful and cause tension amongst family members yes, sometimes. I'm very glad that that wasn't the case. That wasn't the stressful. having been through it and seen, you know, there were times where I, wondered was this really necessary <laughs> but but that was you know some of that was laziness like one of one of the tasks i did get because my daughter uh knows i'm the shopper in the family was a list of things for the baskets to go into the restroom mm-hmm. and i thought you have to be kidding but you didn't understand the reasoning behind it no well i did in theory but it was you know, we don't have this many things in our Your regular bathroom, chest, our <laughs> right. bathroom, and it was also pretty funny because our reception place. This is one where I was, you know, advice was asked, and I gave my opinion, and I was overruled. But the reception was literally, you know, two blocks away from the main hotel that people were at, and the you know there were three hotels. The furthest was a quarter of a mile away, but we. They were looking into getting a shuttle bus to bring people back and forth. And it ended up not being a shuttle bus because they couldn't find one that would go to the places, whatever. So they, there was some arrangement with Uber or Lyft to a number to call. Yep. And we had to, and I thought, wow, this is crazy. And they wanted a thousand dollar, you know, hold on the credit Retainer. card. Yes. So there was there, there was that aspect, and then in this basket for the restrooms were Tylenol, aspirins, and whatever. And I said, "So let me get this straight. We're going to provide the alcohol that they can get drunk on, and then we have to provide the transportation <laughs> because they might be too drunk to drive. Yes. And in the meantime, we're going to also give them the Advil in case they get a headache from drinking, but." Uh, so I was overruled on on all of that, and it turned out, you know, a thousand dollars. I think we spent forty. I mean, literally, it was next to nothing. So, uh, but that was one of these things that I would never have thought about any, so now, any of those things. 
as the father, did you wear a suit? Did you wear a tux? What did I you? I wore a tux. I uh, real bow tie or not a real bow tie? Real bow tie. Real bow tie. Oh. I had the pictures to prove it. I had to have some help tying it from okay, my son, but I always thought it was it would be the coolest thing to have your own tux, and I never had my own tux, and I never had a really a reason to have it. You know, outside of when I got married in a rental or something or, or a prom a long time ago. And before my oldest daughter got married, about a year before, I had, I had lost 40 pounds. And so I finally looked like somebody who could wear a tux also. <laughs> and so when they were planning that wedding, my son-in-law was not going to have a tuxedo. He was going to be in a suit. All the groomsmen were, gonna, were going to be in suits. And I said... You can do, I don't think that makes any sense, but you can do what you want. But I'm telling you right now, this is my excuse to finally own <laughs> my own tuxedo. And I'm going to do it. So, yes. So I went and got a tuxedo, you know, and to me, that was all, you know, having your tuxedo, that was all wrapped up in, you know, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack and looking, <laughs> looking like that. And so I was happy. So then when the second wedding came, I had my tux and. Uh, the first wedding, I, the groom did decide to have a tux. I yeah, don't know I remember if, John if did. He didn't want to be shown up yeah. by me, but uh, in the Plus, second wedding. Plus, I do wedding, think, though, dads can get away with it. If, yeah. if dads want to be in a tux, let them be in a tux. Absolutely. It yeah. looks cool. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to discuss a little bit more of what happened on the day of the wedding reception and after, and some suggestions from Perfect. Al. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www. Atmosphere-productions.com. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. Hi, I'm Al Mashioki. I've been a father of the bride twice, and I listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast for all the great tips and suggestions. It's available free on iTunes podcast and Google Play. You should listen to Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. This is DJ Sam. Welcome back. It's our second half. With our father of the bride. And Mm -hmm. Kia has a riveting question. I do. So on wedding day, how long did it actually take you to get ready? Me personally? You personally. <laughs> With the tux, remember. With the, it, it didn't take me very long at all. <laughs> it took me about all of, well, probably five minutes and then another five with me trying to tie the bow tie. <laughs> and then a couple more when I finally gave up and got my son to actually to actually do it. But 
I had, uh, I had, with the first, I had acquired somewhere along the way this crazy tuxedo that I that I don't know where a tuxedo jacket that was red and blue paisley. <laughs> and when I went up to get dressed, when I got the instruction that it was time to get dressed because the photographer was coming, I went and got dressed, and then I and I put on this crazy tuxedo jacket and I screamed from upstairs and everybody they were getting ready in the living room and it's like what's the matter dad what's the matter and I came down and I said I didn't look when I picked up the tux they gave me the wrong tuxedo oh funny there was a there was a a, a nanosecond of terror on my daughter's face before she oh wait a minute that's dad there's something going on but that didn't take that didn't but I you know it was a very plain you know, straight black tuxedo, regular. Well, I think people don't, sometimes I, as a wedding planner, have to hunt dads down because dads don't take that long to get dressed. And they might wander to go have a drink or they might get stuck in a conversation with somebody who they saw at the hotel. And next thing you know, they're like on the porch having coffee or whatever. And so I'm always having to hunt dads down because they're like, well, it's only going to take me 10 minutes to get ready. Well, and the first the first wedding was that they got ready at our house. So that was that that made everything simpler than than being in a hotel. I was a little surprised that how. When I got the request that it was time to get dressed, I said, wait a minute, the wedding's not for uh, yeah. whatever it was, four hours or five hours. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't prepared photos. for that on the first wedding. The second wedding, actually the second wedding, I was anxious to get, get, moving. To get dressed and get going. And looks, now you do have spiffy. to get ready early because you are taking photos. You're getting some of that stuff right. out of the way. It does make it easier. Now, did you drive with your daughters to wherever they were getting married, to their ceremony site, or did you just meet them there? Uh, like we, in the car with them, you know, like some dads will get in a, yeah, no, we did go together, certainly to the first wedding, the second, we must have for the second wedding. Cause we were in the hotel. So you yes, guys, were you nervous? No, I wasn't, I was not nervous at all. Um, it helped that, you know, both girls had, had dated their fiancés for a number of years and we loved both of them beforehand. Do you love so, them equally? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. You don't have to answer that. I don't mean my daughters. <laughs> oh, you mean the daughters or the son-in-laws? Uh, well, we'll, we'll yeah. edit out the answers. <laughs> and uh, so there, I wasn't nervous about any of that stuff. I felt it helped that I didn't have a whole lot to do. I mean, uh, well, you do I, have I, to still walk them down the I, aisle. I Yes, I did. And that was, I looked forward to that. And, you know, and they never looked more beautiful in their lives. Of and, course. And, and. and we get to be the center of attention, and as long as I didn't trip, it was fine. <laughs> or trip them. <laughs> <laughs> or trip them. And other than that, it was the toast, and I had worked very hard on that and long and practiced it over and over so that I wouldn't have to have papers and everything. And that was, that. you know, and I'm not, I'm not generally nervous in a situation like that speaking. So it turned out to be uh, fine. I didn't really have anything else to worry about. The first dance the other responsibility i love to dance and in that situation dancing at that occasion with my girls it was wonderful but for kate's you did have something special in the toast that we did oh that's that's true i I sort of had the second toast not not really a toast the intro i'll I'll, I'll let you tell the story our first dance was a song which i'm sure is pretty common uh, uh, called daughter that was in a movie a few years back and it was by a fellow named Loudon Wainwright who is one of my favorite music artists going back, you know, 50 years. And he had uh, 
There were a couple of things involving my older daughter that related to him. When my wife was eight months pregnant, I went to see him in concert. She couldn't come with me because it was an hour away and she was too far to go. But he had a song called, when he was expecting the birth of his first child, Mm -hmm. called Dilated to Meet You. (laughs) And it was subtitled At Your Cervix. And and it was a very, it was humorous, but a touching song. And I had gone to him before this show I went to and explained uh, why I was there. And I was expecting my first daughter and could he please play that song? which he did, but he introduced it when he was coming to play it and mentioned that it had been requested. And I stood out. I had gone from work back in the day when you still wore suits and ties, and I was in this folk club, and and he started engaging me in this thing, and it went on about Lamaze classes and everything, (laughs) and having a baby, and your life's going to change. And it was wonderful. And then six months later, I was back to see him again, and I talked to him and said, I don't know if you'll remember, but... Could you please play Be Careful There's a Baby in the House, which was another song he wrote. So flash forward 25 years, and I'm, we're seeing him, and I said to him, I explained this background, my daughter's getting married, we're going to have our first dance to daughter. I said, I don't expect you would want to be hired to come play, but <laughs> could you do it? I said it half kidding, half serious, like maybe he would do it but left him an opening, and he shook his head. No, I said, would you mind recording a greeting? So he did for, uh, you know, wishing Kate and John well. So when it came time for our first dance, uh, Sam handed over the mic to me, and and I gave this background his story, except I made it sound as if he was going to walk out. <laughs> the stairs. And, and Kate knew nothing about this, and she was... This is what we call like the surprises, which ones are good and acceptable and which ones are not, because yep. some people freak out about that, but and, this sounds like a good one. Well, the relief that he wasn't actually there <laughs> made up for whatever fear she had, so it turned out to be good. And it the great thing about that is, is that dads should do something unique and special mm-hmm. on the day of the wedding. And, and you pick something that is totally unique that will never be forgotten. And it's very much you. Yes, it is, it is all of that. And, yep. and it, you know, people do bring that up and talk about it. So, uh, so now looking back that you've lived through this twice, I'm assuming the day goes significantly faster than you think it would. Yes. And I'm sure that you wish that you would like had a little extra time to eat all the food that you paid for (laughs) (laughs) and a little bit more time to talk to all the people who were there. But what are some of these tips that you would share like that you mostly enjoyed at the wedding or things you wish you would have done now that you've lived through it? It's interesting you say that because with the, the weddings were four years apart and my younger daughter wanted things to be different because yep. she didn't want to be copying her, her sister, sister Understandable. as much as they are best friends and everything. And, and, uh, but they, it also gave her the advantage of having seen the things that could be done differently. And one of the things which I had said, really, do we need to do that, was... <laughs> Then it all went by so quickly and could, you know, so they wanted to have it an hour, you know, like an hour longer on the reception side and a half hour longer on the cocktail side, which on, you know, which was uh, more expensive also, you know, and my initial reaction was, you know, you know, people leave by 10 o'clock, we're going to go to 11 or 1130 or whatever it is. 
And, you know, and it just sort of steamrolls and snowballs and then, you know, well, we need the band there longer and this and that. But that all turned out to be wonderful because it does go by so quickly and yep. there isn't time to, to talk to people. Uh, I mean, especially for the bride and groom, mm-hmm. you know, because they've got a lot of responsibilities during it. Yes. So walking around and chatting with people, there there isn't enough time. So that you know, if if you have the wherewithal, that's a wonderful thing to do, and it did make the the, the second wedding a little easier in that respect for for them and for me. Well, you were also pro by then. <laughs> well, that 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 does help. You, yeah, you know what to expect. You you know not to waste time. Yes, for yep. one thing. And you also had uh, two different entertainments. So the first one you had a DJ, a spectacular DJ. <laughs> yes. Was his name Sam? I think I've heard of Sam him. Something or other. Yeah. yeah. Don't applaud. Just send me hundred dollar bills. <laughs> uh, the second uh, you had a band. So you right. had those two different experiences. And that was one of the things where. Rebecca, I think, wanted something that was different. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they both turned out wonderful. I yep. mean, I'm not, you know. And the first, uh, Kate's, you had in a banquet facility. I don't mind saying Society Room in Hartford. Right. And the second one, it wasn't in a, a formal banquet facility. No, it was in a, I, I forget the name of the place, but it was a hall in Worcester that's an old pre-Civil War music hall. Yep. In a very cool. room, that, and it was uh, very cool looking in a balcony in the I'm, I'm sure then the band sounded really oh, good, oh, and being man, that oh, it was yes. in a music hall. <laughs> yeah, the band was, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. That it was very band, smart of you. Yeah. And again, that was a place, I think, for Rebecca to be different. different. Yep. That worked out extremely well because we could we had to provide the caterer as opposed to it coming. Right, so you had that experience. More, more flexibility and more choice mm-hmm. yep. in that. You know, choice to me is great. Some people might like not having as as many options because then there are fewer decisions to make. Some people but, get overwhelmed, but right, no, I do. Yeah, what? Well, being at that, I really appreciate that you've sort of come in today and had this great chance to share your knowledge. Obviously, since you've lived through this twice. Twice. What are any parting words for any fathers who are listening, or maybe if their daughters can just sort of, you know, put this in on their phone and make them listen? Those two days are in the top days of my life. It was so much. It was so much fun. So much pride and, you know, there's plenty of people to take care of everything. So you really don't have to worry about it and enjoy the experience because it, even if you get extra time, it goes by way too quickly. Oh, I think that's great saying that's just right. to enjoy that experience because I think sometimes people get bogged down on the details. On the details and it sounds like you had wonderful people who took care of that for you yes. and obviously thank you, enjoyed. Honey. Thank you, girls. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Any parting words, Sam? Uh, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before you hire them. A special free report is on our website. All you have to do is go to all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com and the free report is yours. Now remember, you can download us for free off of iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on our website at engagect.com. And if you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, make sure you email us at engagect at gmail.com and we'll be back next week, probably. Hope so. (laughs) The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. Mm